Welcome everyone. Good to see you this morning. We're glad you're here and glad to be with God's people and we've had a great Sunday school hour and uh, looking forward to this morning and Brother Bob and Miss uh, Joanne are here this morning and uh, I, he's always a joy to be around. And uh, so when you get to feeling old, when I get to feeling war, old and wore out, I call Bob. Uh, he's a little older than I am. He'll be 82 in September, right? And uh, so uh, he's still, he can still jump up on his platform better than I can. So I, when I get, I get down, I just call him and he comes and refreshes us. Amen. Well, let's stand, if you will, this morning. We praise the Lord for you being here. And boy, it's been an exciting weekend. And uh, I tell you what. Uh, you be praying for Carrie and Rebecca as they're way on their uh, honeymoon, and uh, you be praying for Brother Lane, Miss Erica, that uh, he'll recover. Amen. Amen. Uh, I want you to know something. Yesterday, Brother Lane, you cost me money. Yesterday, you cost me money. I bet. I bet Carrie yesterday that you cry. <laughs> and of course, I think that was my fault that you didn't. But anyway. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, already cried out. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we do love you, and we certainly thank you for, Lord, the truth that we have when we open up the Bible. And Lord, we don't have to worry about whether it contains the truth, because it is the truth. And Lord, today I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will take the Word of God and apply it to every life that's in this room as need be. One in our midst that needs to be saved today, this will be the day that they come to the Lord Jesus for salvation. And may you stir our hearts as your children. May we, Lord, realize that uh, what we need is revival and what we need is just a, a fresh touch from you uh, concerning the things of God and the Word of God. And we just pray that, Lord, you'd be with uh, Carrie and Rebecca. You'd just, Lord, uh, help them as they, uh, Lord, start this new journey together. May you just bless the home that was established yesterday. And, Lord, we just pray today. Lord, we have people that are sick. We have people that, Lord, are not here because of uh, uh, interest and other things that, Lord, uh, uh, doesn't pertain to you. But, Lord, we pray that you'll work in their hearts and you'll, Lord, just guide them, and Lord, uh, you'll bring them back to you. And Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. Pray your blessings upon the preaching of thy word, and we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 While you're standing, take your hymnal and go to page 508. Page 508. We'll sing all three verses, all three verses. Would you live for Jesus and be always pure and good? Would you walk with Him within the narrow road? Would you have Him bear your burden, carry all your load? Let Him have His way with thee. His power can make you what you ought to be. His blood can cleanse your heart and make you free. His love can fill your soul and you will seem Twice best for him to have his way with thee Would you have him make you free and follow at his call? Would you know the peace that comes by giving all? Would you have him save you so that you can never fall? Let him have his way with thee. 
what you ought to be. His blood can cleanse your heart and make you free. His love can fill your soul and you will see. It was best for him to have his way with thee. Would you in his kingdom find a place of constant rest? Would you prove him true in providential test? Would you in his service labor always at your best? Let him have his way with thee. His power can make you what you ought to be. His blood can cleanse your heart and make you free. His love can fill your soul and you will see. It was best for him to have his way with thee. Amen. You can be seated. Well, I tell you, if you weren't in Sunday school, you missed a blessing this morning. And I was just thinking in that course, I mean, his power, his blood, his love. It's all talked about in the Word of God. That's where we find out about it. His power, his love, his blood. It's all in the Bible. And we praise God for the Bible. That was a good lesson. So if you, hadn't, um, if you weren't here, go back and listen to it. I think it will encourage your heart about the Bible this morning. Amen. Uh, well, we're glad to be in church. We're glad to be able to give and appreciate God's blessing upon our lives. So let's, uh, let's bow for the offering. And I want to ask um, Brother Dale if he would please lead us in prayer. Yes. 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 Amen.
page 472. Page 472. Just remain seated. We'll sing all three verses. All three verses. Down in the valley with my Savior I would go Where the flowers are blooming and the sweet waters flow Everywhere He leads me I would follow, follow on Walking in His footsteps till the crown be won Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus Anywhere, everywhere I would follow on Everywhere he leads me, I would follow on. Down in the valley with my Savior I would go, Where the storms are sweeping and the dark waters flow. With his hand to lead me, I will never, never fear. Danger cannot fright me if my Lord is near. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I would follow home. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I would follow home. Down in the valley or upon the mountain steep, close beside my Savior would my soul ever keep. He will lead me safely in the path that he has trod. Up to where they gather on the hills of God. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow home. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I will follow home. Amen.
job, choir, and uh, appreciate the, the song. Encourages our hearts. I'm thankful for the choir. Won't you stand with us? We're so glad you're here. Uh, I want to welcome those visiting uh, online, watching. And, of course, uh, Pastor wanted me to come introduce my family. And so they were in for the wedding. So my mom's here uh, from North Carolina. And uh, my aunt and uncle were so kind to bring her uh, down. And uh, my mom talks a lot. She knows that. So their ears were hurting when they got here, but we're glad she's here. And uh, so um, I'm praying for them tomorrow as they go back. So uh, they're here. And then my cousin, Howard. So this is uh, my Uncle Howard's son, Howard. And uh, so we, I call him Howard Lee, so I, Uncle Howard. But, but uh, no, these folks, and, and then his wife, Kim, and so we're so glad they're here. But uh, no, these folks are instrumental in my life uh, and loving the Lord and, and, and the Word of God and just uh, their blessing to our family. This is my dad's sister, uh, and she's one of the twins. It's Linda and Brenda. And so, but uh, I think you've met them before, but we're so glad they're here. I want to thank you for coming, but we're going to sing a little chorus, but Tony's going to come and lead us. We switched it from what's on the bulletin, so Brother Tony, you tell us what number. It's page 38. Yeah. I have never lost the wonder of it all. Brother Bob was mentioning that this morning. Yeah. We're going to, uh, about what Gypsy Smith said, the evangelist, how that he was able to keep on for the Lord. So we're going to sing the chorus only on page 38. I've never lost the wonder of it all. I have never lost the wonder of it all. I have never lost the wonder of it all. Since the day that Jesus saved me and the whole new life he gave me, Man, shake hands. While you're fighting your seats, let's sing that through once more. 
I have never lost the wonder of it all. I have never lost the wonder of it all. Since the day that Jesus saved me, and a whole new life he gave me, I have never lost the wonder of it all. Amen. You can be seated. All right. Well, thank you both if you would. Let me make a few announcements. You can be seated. And uh, I just want to start out so I don't forget it and just thank everybody that helped with uh, the wedding. And uh, I, I can't even begin to name names because so many people were involved um, in helping. I mean, clean up, set up. Uh, uh, I will mention Meredith. Meredith did so much for this wedding. I mean, the, the centerpieces, uh, I mean, just the... The, the bouquets, the, uh, the I mean, just uh, a lot of stuff, and I'm greatly appreciative to her. And uh, Pastor, I almost started crying. Where's he at? <laughs> he did, oh, he's back here in the back. Uh, I was fine until I got up here and started listening to him, and uh, and he started talking about the little kids and the girls and knowing since he was this high and all that kind of stuff, and, and he started to get choked up a little bit. I don't know if y'all noticed it. Uh, and I almost got choked up, but he got choked up. And, uh, and, and uh, then he helped us <laughs> a little bit and brought some laughter. And uh, that helped a lot. And so that got me over the edge, amen. But uh, thank you so much. I appreciate the folks that drove in, my family and other folks drove in. But it was just a, a precious day. Uh, uh, and the Lord, I think, blessed. And so thanks, thank you all so much for being involved and for all the help. Uh, I'm greatly, greatly, greatly appreciative of it, my family and I. And so um, I hope you'll stay with us after the service. And, uh, and so um, what we're doing is having a, it's called Super Sunday. And so this is our first um, fundraiser for our mission trip. And so what we've done, we've got these little buckets. And so there's one here, there's one there, there's one downstairs, there's one going out. And I hope you'll stay to eat. And we're providing lunch for you. And there's several different um, uh, soups down there, uh, some chili and some fixes to go along with it. We've got, we've got some dessert. Every good Baptist meeting has a dessert if we have food. Amen. And so we've got some dessert, too, and plenty of sweet tea, uh, and so a lot of good stuff. So hope you'll stay and, and have a fellowship with us. No evening service night, but you can just pop it in this on your way down. Uh, on both sides, if you, want to, if you can donate. And we're not asking you to uh, a certain amount to give, just whatever you want to give. This all goes towards the mission trip. And so uh, i tell you what I was encouraged by this morning in Sunday school was this Bible printing ministry. Amen. And um, my heart was challenged to give something toward this paper. And, uh, I mean, $1,200 a roll? Is what twelve hundred for a roll, and and I thought maybe all all of us ought to get involved in that, um, and maybe we can either write a check to Brother Bob, and maybe some of us can go half and half or a quarter or something, and get involved in printing the Bible. I mean, go back and listen to the Sunday school message, and uh, what what's more important than the Word of God? And uh, I know it's valuable to me, and it, it ought to be, and it's valuable to you, and it ought to be more valuable than it is to us. And um, I know we love it, and we talk about it, but. You know, you put your money where your mouth is, right? <clears throat> and so think about it, and um, let's, let's give to, to support that. But look in your bulletin, if you would, please. No car practice tonight, because we won't be here. Uh, Couples Progressive Supper is on the 16th. We're excited about that. There's a sign-up sheet down here. And so if you can sign up for that, um, we're just trying to get an idea of um, how much food we need. And so we'll um, start at our home with salads, and then we'll uh, go to the Kwasinski home for the main course, and then we'll do, go to Meredith's home and Eddie's home for the dessert. And so it's always a, a fun time, and so if you can sign up, let us know you're coming, 
that just, once again, enables us uh, the ability to know how much food to make. So that'll be on this uh, Friday, the 16th, so sign up for that. Be praying for Around the Valley. Brother Fox, he'll be coming in. We'll have our, our Around the Valley, then choir, choir refresher on that Saturday. And then we'll have him in for the, the morning and evening service on the last Sunday in February. So please remember that. Our Easter egg fundraiser will begin. And that will really be for our mission trip and for camp. And so please uh, keep that in mind. And then you see all the things coming up in the month of um, uh, March. Please pay attention to that. But happy birthday this week uh, to Willow. Uh, Willow has a birthday on Wednesday the 14th. Valentine's Day. Isn't that something? Mark Bradine's got a, a birthday on Wednesday as well. Valentine's Day. And then uh, little Hudson's got a one-year-old birthday. Hard to believe. Isn't that hard to believe? Good night. And uh, on the 15th, he'll be one year old, and uh, it's just flown by. He loves hot chocolate, by the way. The hot chocolate bar was a hit for him. Uh, I don't think he liked the hot chocolate. I think he liked the whipped cream on top. And, uh, and he's just like me. See, um, I can drink a little bit of hot. That stuff melts really quick, and I have to go back and get more, you know, because I like the look of it, and I like the taste of it. And so he was getting not the hot chocolate, but the, the whipped cream, and he was liking it. And so uh, that was a blessing, but he's got a birthday coming up. Frankie and Karen got an anniversary on, on well, a lot of things going on the 14th. Congratulations to you guys. Happy anniversary on, on uh, Valentine's Day there. So congratulations to them. All right. Won't you stand with us one more time? And uh, Tony's going to come lead us in one more song. Page 502, 502. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall be morning we have brother Bob Lee from used to be from Appomattox Virginia am I some of you that do not understand the significance of Robert E Lee right amen and I'll leave that alone but uh, it is always a joy and a privilege to have brother uh, Bob with us and his dear wife been friends for years, and uh, pastored a church 
and uh, always had at the center of that church the winning of the lost. And I and he hadn't changed a bit. He hadn't changed a bit, folks. Uh, he's still doing what he's always done, trying to win the lost by getting the word of God printed so people can hear the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so in just a moment, Bob's going to come, he's going to preach, and uh, he has out in the lobby some uh, booklets, and he's already gone over some of it. He's got prayer cards out there. I want you to get one and pray for him and pray for the ministry at this time. All right, man.
Thank you for that. Wasn't that beautiful? Amen. My. I asked the preacher earlier, I said, Preacher, you want to sing a special? He said, Oh, heavens, no. No, no, no. <laughs> now I know why he don't sing specials. And after that, that was beautiful. And um, preacher, I want to thank you for all the years that um, you've stuck by the stuff, Amen. kept it right, loved your church. Loved your people, loved the Bible, loved God, faithful, and um, I just want to say thank you. Amen. It's been refreshing for Joanne and I to be here today, and all the music, Tony, everybody that's involved in the music, God bless you, and it's just a great joy to be here. I left right now, the only thing I could say was amen and amen. And uh, it has been good. Always good to be in the house of the Lord, but especially to be here. And again, preacher, thank you for your kindness and allowing me and uh, my precious wife of 61 years to be here. And uh, this is my wife sitting on the third row. And uh, honey, would you stand, please? I want our folks to see you. Thank you. And uh, she's special. Not only is she special to the Lord, she's special to me, even after 61 years. And uh, been such a blessing uh, to me down through the years. Well, though the cover's worn and though the pages are torn, 
And though places bear traces of tears, yet more precious than gold is this book worn and old that can shatter and scatter our fears. Why, this old book is my guide. It's a friend by my side. It will lighten and brighten my way. And each treasure I find soothes and gladdens my mind as I read it and heed it each day. Thank God for the Bible, amen. And I want to be a blessing to you this morning because if a preacher will have me back, not next Sunday, next year, whenever, whenever, and I want to see you again and just serving the Lord, just plodding on, loving Jesus, being faithful, doing what you can for the gospel, loving each other, loving the church, loving your pastor, loving everybody. I'm glad I'm saved. Saved people have certain characteristics. Can you get an amen? We changed. Oh, my wife is so glad at the age of 27 when I got saved, God changed me. She couldn't have stood me another moment. No doubt. Oh, but I'm grateful. I, uh, um, you know, I know what the devil has for me. But I also know what God has for me. And just for a couple of moments this morning, and uh, I want to just uh, talk about maybe what the devil's plan for me, and then God's plan for me. God has a much better plan. And uh, John's Gospel, chapter 10, if you turn there, uh, one verse, but I can't help but reading up to there. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the uppertaker. And I'm not listening for the sound of the organ. I'm listening for the sound of the trumpet. Now, I'm not trusting in man's word. I'm trusting in God's word. Now, I'm not placing my faith in the politicians of this world. I'm placing my faith in the Prince of Peace of the next world. Now, I'm not placing my hope in Joe Biden. I'm placing my hope in Jesus Christ. And I'm not placing my hope in Mr. Trump. I'm placing my hope in the one who is triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. On Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand. Now, I'm just going to trust him, amen. And having, all, having done all, the Bible says, uh, stand. The apostle John, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, began these words in John's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 1. And every time I read these two uh, words here, as it begins, verse 10, verily, verily, uh, I always think of what they really mean, verily, verily. It means truly, truly what the Bible is. And every time I read those verily, verily, I get excited about it because I say, man, truly, truly, everything in the Bible is true, amen. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the shepherd, but climbeth up uh, some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. Aren't you glad he knows your name? 
and he leads them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them, again, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, Jesus said, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief, my text. The thief cometh not but to steal. He'll steal everything you've got. He'll steal your faith. He'll steal your hope. He'll steal your trust. He'll steal everything you got. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. What Satan would love to do is destroy my life. He can't get my soul. Can I get an amen? So what does he want to do? He wants to destroy my life. He wants to if he can make me unusable. Not fit for God to use. Not seeking forgiveness. Destroyed. But Satan's desire and his plan for me is also his plan for you. He would love to destroy you. Your testimony. Your will. Your love. Your family. Your faith. He'd love to destroy it all. Our Lord's desire is completely different. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life. Isn't it great to have peace and joy in your heart while you're living? Amen. Have life. And I'll talk about eternal life in just a moment. I am come that they might have life. And not only that, but they might have it more abundantly. The Lord not only wants to give us peace and joy and, and so forth in life, but He wants to do it more abundantly. So I need to know what Satan's plan is. I know his plan for me is to steal everything I have spiritually, to kill, to destroy I also want to, I, I, I know what the Bible says um, about him in the book of, uh, the Bible portrays him in two different lights, Satan. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 11, the Bible describes him like this. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. I'll use some more words here in just a moment about that. But not only does the Bible describe him as an angel of light, it also in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, the Bible describes him. It says, be sober and be vigilant. Don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on Bible reading. Be vigilant. Don't quit coming to church. 
Keep doing what you're doing. Keep living for God. Keep giving. Keep praying. Keep doing the things that you ought to be doing. Be vigilant. Be sober-minded. Be vigilant. Because we have an adversary. The devil. Trade as an angel of light? Yes. And also betrayed as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he's seeking God's people. He's not seeking those that are lost. He already has them. But he's seeking God's people. Satan's plan for us is not good. God's plan is. You know, and I was thinking about, well, you know, has the devil going to do that? I mean, you know, has he going to defeat me? Has he going to uh, do what he does? And, and uh, I began to think about some things, and I began to think about all the way back in the book of Genesis, and I, I thought, what is the first thing that the devil attacked? That which man needs most, God's Word. First thing you attack to Adam and Eve was God's Word. Oh, uh, hath God said, He didn't come out as a roaring lion and deny it. Oh, no, He came as an angel of light. Well, He just got... Eve to doubt maybe God didn't really mean what he meant. He didn't come out and say it. He just began to cast some darkness and some doubt into God's word. You see, the Bible is our final rule of faith and practice. Here it is. Right here. And so, if he can get me to doubt a little bit, number one, I'm going to quit reading it. I'm going to quit trusting it. I'm going to begin to doubt God. And so what does Satan do? He wants to come and destroy me. That's his plan, to kill. To destroy, to, and, and, and since I'm saved, he just wants to ruin my life. Make me non-usable. He causes doubt. He causes doubt on what we believe. He causes doubt on our eternal destiny. And he attacks it through this. He makes other things in the world more important than me reading the Bible. Come on, help me here. Help me out. I get scared when you don't say nothing. <laughs> the devil cast doubt on God's word. First thing he did, he knew that if he could get Eve to doubt God's word, some way, somehow, he'd have her. Yeah. And he won. He'll win on us if we're not careful. 
Well, Satan doesn't like us. He hates us. He despises us. He despises the church. He despises you. And his plan for us is to destroy us. You know, I never, since, since I got saved, and of course, before I got saved, I didn't understand anything. And right now, since I've been saved, been saved since I'm 27, 81, how many years is that? I don't know. I, I can't count that high. <laughs> but I know that Satan is still against me. But I can't understand, you know, um, how that, you know, somebody is saved and they want to cozy up to the one who wants to destroy them. And they want to break fellowship with the one that loves them? That's God's plan. Listen, that's the devil's plan is to destroy us. Our testimony and everything about it. Not on that, I need to go. Not only will this roaring lion and this angel of light who attacked God's word, he is the greatest deceiver that has ever been. I've thought about the back in, uh, over in the book of the Revelation. By the way, in Matthew chapter 24, when our Lord began to talk about the, an answer to the disciples, when is the end of the world and, and when you're going to come out, when, when is all, uh, also all those things, and our Lord said, don't be deceived. Very first thing he said in Matthew chapter 24. And then when we come to the book of the Revelation, in the book of the Revelation, in uh, Revelation, let's see, it's in Revelation chapter... Uh, 20, here's how the Bible des, uh, describes uh, Satan. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 1, I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottom of the spit, a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a, a seal about him, that he should, what's the next word, church? Deceive the nations no more. What is he? He is a deceiver. Down in verse 8, the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 20, uh, talking about after the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations again. And then in, down in uh, verse 10 it said, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and forever. The devil is not, will not only uh, cause us to doubt, the devil is a deceiver. He paints a beautiful picture with Bud Light. He doesn't picture the end of it. Most of my uncles were bootleggers. My mama said I was raised like that. And I know what it's about. And I know what it is. And the devil will lure us into the culture of this world. And will deceive us in what's best for us. Have you ever seen a day and age in which we live? Like this day and age in which we live? He's a deceiver. That's what he does. Not only that, Genesis chapter 3, 
Not only is he a, de- a deceiver and he'll cast doubt on us, he's, he's a divider. A divider. Boy, Adam and Eve had great fellowship with God. Until the old divider came in. And he wanted to divide Adam and Eve and get them away from God. And he did. So what does he want for my life? What's his plan for my life? Get me away from God. He doesn't care how he does it. Whether it's a good thing, but not the best thing. He don't care. He just wants to do it. He's a divider. He'll take me away from God just like he did Adam and Eve. He'll take us away from each other. He'll divide husbands and wives. He'll divide Christians in the church. He'll divide homes. He'll divide friends. What he wants. We need to know, hey, we need to know his plan. God's opposite. What what does the Lord do? Well, the Lord wants to give life. That's what John chapter 10, John chapter 10 and verse 10 and says, uh, the thief cometh not, but Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You know, I don't think we can ever get away from the real reason that Jesus came was to give us eternal life. Jesus said in uh, verse 28 of John chapter 10, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. God's plan is to give eternal life. That's the reason he left the Ivory Palaces of glory, came into this world of sin and woe. To rescue the perishing, to care for the dying, to snatch them in pity from sin and the grave, to weep for the erring one, to lift up the fallen, to tell them of Jesus the mighty to save. He didn't come to be a good teacher even though he was the best teacher. Came to give eternal life. That's the reason he came. Years ago, I'm going to skip some things. I've got to get down here to the, uh, to the meat of it. After Adam and Eve sinned, the eyes of them down in uh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 7, it says, and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed the fig leaves together and, and uh, made themselves uh, aprons. And, and uh, you know, so, you know, uh, do you know one of the things that, that's uh, amazing is that... Um, you know, when we, get a, when we get away from God, we want to hide. We want to quit, we quit coming to church when we get away from God. We quit praying. We quit reading the Bible. We quit becoming concerned for the lost. We do all of those things. So here's Adam and Eve. Verse 8. And they hear the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. A question. 
They have disobeyed God. They are away from God. They are hiding from God. They want no part of God now. What does God do? This gives us hope. What God do? First question God asked in the Bible was to Adam. Adam, where art thou? That's the question. What happened? God was seeking man even though man was disobedient and ungodly and wicked. And God has been the same ever since. Aren't you glad when the clay was marred? I love that song. You know, when the clay was marred, aren't you glad that God didn't throw the clay away? So what do we have? Well, we have God seeking man. They have sinned. You know, it's an amazing thing. You can run, but you can't hide. Because God sees everything. I mean, you know, He even knows our thoughts. Come on. And we do things sometimes and we think God some way, somehow uh, can't see us or won't know about it or, or something like that. And yet everything is open unto him and naked about those that he has to do. Amen. He knows everything about us. He knows our thoughts before. What a great God. But not only is he great and seeking after us, he's also good. He's great and he's good. So God is seeking Adam, and Adam is, is hiding. You know, you can come to church all the time and still be running from God. Still, just going through the motions. That's what I do when I get up in the morning. I just go through the motions. First thing I do, take a shower. I just go through the motions. I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. Oh, would I just go through the motions? John said, how do you get up just right out of bed like it's cold? And how do you do that? And I'm just going through the motions. Why'd God seek Adam? Number one, because they loved him. You know, you put up with a whole lot if you love somebody. Come on, help me out. Our problem is we think about ourselves. Instead of about others. God loved him. He loved his creation. (laughs) I'm thinking about now. (laughs) Terrible. I'm thinking about a western I saw. Then we're John Wayne. Anybody got grit? TV grit? TV program? Grit. I love grit. <laughs> I've watched John Wayne movies 500 times a piece and still watch him. I don't know why I watch him. I know what's going to happen next. Now, I think it's True Grit, the name of it. You know, with John Wayne, you and his brothers, he came in and he was talking to the sheriff. That John Wayne's mama died, you know, and... And uh, John Wayne said, uh, I don't know why my mama put up with my, with my daddy the way, you know, that she put up with him. And the sheriff said, 
because she loved him. I, um, Joanne, I want you to pray for her. She has a blood clot. It's not good. It's in her leg. Uh, the hermatologist a couple of weeks ago, been going to doctors. She's on blood thinner. And it's made sometimes she hasn't been able when first came and so forth and when first found it and it was hurt and went to the doctor and that's what it was, a blood clot. And she goes with me all the time and she got to the place there when it first happened that she couldn't go with me in some of the places because it's too far. And she couldn't ride that far. We have to stop. We have to... We have churches in Florida. I'll be in Florida in three weeks. It's going to take us about three days to get there. Because she can't drive far. I've stopped, get an hour and a hour and a half, got to walk 20 minutes because of the blood clot. Well, I'd be preaching in a place, and just as soon as I got through preaching, I went straight to my car. I came back in a fellowship with the folks, but I went straight to a hallway or something, and I called that phone number, our phone number. And I said, you okay? She said, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine. Why'd you do that, preacher? Because I loved her. Why'd God call Adam? Because he loved him. I got some more thoughts on this. Let me give you one more and I'm done. Not only did God seek Adam because he loved his creation. It was God sought Adam because God could do something for him. And God was the only one that could do anything for him. Because, God, because Adam and Eve had sinned, they had broken fellowship with God. Now, who's going to get them back in fellowship with God? Only God could do that. God did that for us. We had sinned against an almighty God. We had broken fellowship with God. We were aliens without hope in this world and without hope in the next world. And so God did something for us because, because He loved us and because of who He was, He was able to do something for us. He had the power. He had the grace. He had the mercy. He sent Jesus for us. What about each of us today? Myself included as a preacher. What are we hiding? If we're hiding something, God's looking. <laughs> God already knows about it. You know, one of the greatest words in the Bible, and I said it this morning in the Sunday school, one of the greatest words in the Bible is, you know, not only is the Bible like, uh, a book of information and transformation and manifestation and all those good things. The Bible in the end is a book given by God of invitation. God all the time tells me, 
Come on, son. You hurting? Come on. I'll take care of it. Got something you can't handle? My yoke is easy. My burden's light. Come on. I've got the power to do something about it. And sometimes in our lives, God is the only one that can do something about it. Nobody else can, as good and great as everybody is. And, and uh, as much as I love my wife, there's some things my wife cannot do for me. And there's some things I can't do for her. And only God can do it. Satan's plan is to destroy you if he can. But God's plan is to give you life and to give it more abundantly. I like in the Bible what it says. Choose. God's invitation. You may be here this morning, you've never been saved. Or there may be all kinds of doubts and whatever. Today is the day to get it settled. Or it could be today that you've come with a heavy heart. Oh, preacher, I don't know how many times. <laughs> I came to church as pastor, pastor in 32 years. And boy, I came to church with a heavy heart. And I told Joanne one time, and, and she reminded me, of she, I, I told her, I said, I, you know, I just feel so terrible. I'm not going to, I just, I can't do it. I can't, can't make it. But you know what happened? God gave me what I needed when I needed it. And God has no respect of person. I remember when our youngest daughter got cancer. I'd go to Charlottesville. She went to Charlottesville. They wouldn't touch her in Lynchburg. Two major surgeries. Charlottesville, she's 20 years of age. Week, 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 week. Week in, week out, I'd go to Appomattox, preach on Sunday morning, preach on Sunday night, do what I had to do and meet with folks and head back to Charlottesville. Stay there Monday and Tuesday, go preach on Wednesday nights, do what I had to do, head back home, or head back to Charlottesville after that. And I look back sometimes on all of that I don't know how I did it. You ask me today, humanly speaking, preacher, to do that, I couldn't do it. Had you do it, because God cared. And God gave me what I needed. It's the same thing with you. I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know where I, I, I don't know where your case spread, but your heart's breaking about something. I don't know. I don't know. But God knows. And God loves you and God is seeking you today just like He was seeking Adam. Even though we try to hide our feelings and try to hide ourselves and all these different things, we can't do it. We can run. Ask Jonah. But we can't hide. So I don't know how God spoke to you today, and, and, uh, but I know God's for you. And I know the devil's against you. So whose side are you going to choose? I'm going to choose the Lord's, amen. I'm going to choose His side. I'm not going to choose the devil's side. If you're here and you're unsaved, come this morning.
You hear there's a great burden in your life and heart? Always help me. Sometimes I go right now and just kneel at an altar and say, Dear Lord, I, help me, Lord. I don't know how God spoke to you, how God spoke to you this morning. You just be obedient to God. And if you and the Lord are, are satisfied with it, I'm satisfied with it. You just do this morning what God wants you to do. Would you stand with me? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We're going to have a hymn of invitation. The hymn of invitation, first of all, is, is to come and be saved. Second invitation is that maybe you're struggling about something. Nobody knows anything about it. Maybe somebody does know something about it. It doesn't make any difference. Why don't you come this morning to this altar and let somebody who can help you help you. You can't help yourself, but God can help you. Lord, I pray you'd bless this invitation this morning in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. Our pianists, we begin to play, begin to sing, however you do it. God spoke to your heart this morning. You come. Come on. What about it this morning, dear friend? Challenge has been issued. Who are you listening to? Are you heeding God or are you just kind of playing with the fire that the devil brings? Eternity rests on what you do with Jesus. What are you going to do with him today? Are you going to receive him or are you going to say, well, not today, Brother Raider. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next day. But you have no promise of tomorrow. devil got your life in a confused state and you need to come to the Lord today you need to come and allow the Lord Jesus to, to help you without salvation there is no hope if you're not saved you come today brother Lane be glad to take the Bible and show you how you can settle that but as a child of God today, are you where you need to be spiritually? You're going to battle the world. You're going to battle the flesh. You're going to battle the devil. But who's winning? Who's winning? Why, why is Satan winning today? I can tell you why. Because we don't heed what God says. We don't listen to what God says. We've got a better plan than God does. I beg to differ with you, you don't. Oh, allow God to speak to your heart today. Why don't you, some of you need to come make a decision right here at this altar and give some things to the Lord. Allow God to change that situation you can't change. Amen. You may look up. Now, we do desire everybody to stay, and you say, well, Brother Raider, I didn't bring any money. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you 10 days the same as cash. Amen. <laughs> yep. 
10 days, same as cash, amen? Now, after that 10 days, the same as cash is, is this. That God will deal with you, that's for sure, all right? But uh, it's 10 days, same as cash. If you didn't bring, hey, uh, we, we're, want, we're wanting, wanting to help people get uh, on this mission trip. And uh, I can tell you, mission trip trips change your life. They do. So, listen, you stay, and uh, if you, you don't have it, just put an IOU in there. You don't even have to sign your name. Just put an IO, and, hey, we'll take care of the rest of it. Amen? No, I'm just kidding. Amen? But, uh, if hey, we do want you in whatever you want to contribute, that's fine. Now, Brother Bob and Miss Joanne, they don't have to pay anything. They're going to eat, and we're going to... Uh, we'll take care of that, okay? And uh, so today, but I want you to think about it. The devil's got a plan for you. You know what his plan for you is? See you in hell. Plain and simple. God's plan, the Lord Jesus' plan is to give you life, give it to you abundantly. The devil, if he can't keep you from getting saved, you know what he wants to do? He wants to destroy you spiritually, make you useless. Boy, there's enough stuff out there today that'll make you useless. Hey, and I'm just going to say it right up. Here's here's the biggest reason. Most people do not serve God right here. This is your God. I'm telling you. You say, oh, brother, I don't believe that. Well, I don't care if you believe it or not. I've dealt with enough people to know. That's it right there. Amen. So think about it. And uh, if we can help out the service, that's what we're here for. Amen. Brother Lane, lead us in prayer and dismiss us. Yes, Lord, yes. Amen. 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 Amen.